Welcome back to another edition of the Disney Dish Podcast with Jim Hill. It's me, Lantesta, and today we're walking through Liberty Square in the Magic Kingdom. Jim's going to tell us all the secrets of this part of the park and what's going on and what's happened in the past. Jim, uh, why don't you begin? What's uh, what's shaking in Liberty Square as we walk through? There's a large bear at first. I know, I know. We've got uh, we've got some gate crashers on our video here that uh, came in after we started. <laughs> well, we'll we'll continue to slide on through here. The thing about Liberty Square is some of the storytelling detail is just kind of bizarre. I mean, for example, take a look. You know, we have our normal red pavement color. Yep. For you know the Disney parks, and then we have this this interesting gray brown pebbly stuff and. If you talk to the Imagineers about this, what this is actually supposed to be is that, remember, this was back in the day when people had uh, chamber pots chamber under pots. their beds, you know, and that sort of thing under their bed. And, you know, they used to throw them in the streets. And <laughs> this is where people were supposedly, they would throw, get up in the morning and throw their chamber pots out the window into, into the, the middle street. of the street. So, right. yes, Len, I'm supposed to, I'm knee deep in, 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 in well, what's the, what's the line from, you know, it's tough to be bugger? I mean, you're, you're shoulder high in shoulder high waist. Shoulder right? high waist, exactly. But again, that's <laughs> one of those, those those wonderful storytelling beats that the Imagineers come up with. All right, Jim. Uh, Diamond Horseshoe has been open lately as a buffet during peak periods. What's going on there? Is it is it a recognition that we need one more sit-down place to eat in the park? Yeah, I mean, uh, the hard reality is it's such a beautiful uh, venue for it is it's really nice it's got upstairs seating it's really pretty but as we were talking about it's a show that's 20 25 minutes long yeah and you know a cast of at least 10 and it's expensive and people are like i don't have the time to see that show anymore so i can't hear my kids screaming during the show talking during the show exactly but you know again when you look at the the thanksgivings the the christmases when you need that extra space yeah it's great to have it. it's a great venue yeah so and it's a relatively inexpensive as far as disney goes uh meal i think it's $35 $35 for all, uh, basically an all-you-can-eat meal, mm-hmm. and it's ribbit stick and good food. I think they share a lot of the menu with the Liberty Street Tavern. Some of it uh, is different, but they do share a kitchen, right? That they do. So we're coming up to two attractions that have been changed recently. One is the uh, Muppets present Great Moments in American History, which is uh, in the building uh, in the center of our screen right now. Hugely successful, by the way. Yeah, I, th- I think it exceeded anyone's expectations, right? Yeah. There was a plan initially to sort of carry over this same show to Hollywood Studios, in fact. Oh, and uh, Grand Avenue. Grand Avenue. The waiting area, the ostensible waiting area for um, Galaxy's Edge. Yeah, and basically what happened was when Bob Chapek decided very late in the game that Galaxy's Edge, at least at uh, Walt Disney World, would include the Star Wars Hotel, uh, which then significantly bumped the price point and uh, made that 14-acre addition to Disney Hollywood Studios very challenging. That kind of fell off the table, though what I've been told is that if they get the lines that they anticipate, that will be rushed back into production just so people who are standing in the sun at Grand Avenue have something that they can be watched. And then, of course, the other show that got updated with its own interesting character was the Hall of Presidents with our, our President Trump. Right. When they did the redo, they didn't change brand new seats, brand new audio, oh, brand yeah, new projection. Uh, they upgraded the carpet, they upgraded yeah. The, yeah, the audio, the, the whole show got a makeover, which it does basically once every eight years anyway. This was what you were talking about at, at that oh, earlier podcast. I was saving this one too, but, uh, but go ahead. Okay, yeah, the the outdoor kitchen area. My favorite dining place in, in all of the Magic Kingdom right now currently, the Liberty Square Market. We've talked about this on a previous show, but let's... Let's show you the details here. Okay. All right. So the thing that I love about this is it's the best hot dogs mm-hmm. in the Magic Kingdom. And here's what uh, what makes it great. They've bought these grills back here. And Jim, 
You see the girls right here. Okay. So these, I guess, starting around 11 or so, or in lunchtime, these are staffed with people who are doing nothing but making hot dogs over and over and over again. They are the best hot dogs in the Magic Kingdom. But look at the grill. This is, this is not an industrial grill. It's something that you could conceivably pick up at Home Depot. Now, it, it's interesting that you mentioned the hot dogs because Alice was over here earlier on the trip and swears by the waffle with hazelnut. Oh, over at uh, Sleepy Hollow. There you go. Yeah, I, yeah. You know, that, that, it's, it's another good. equally good treat. All the years with Harbor House where it's like, let's have the deeply fried everything yeah. to find good quality food here. But yes, this is the new Magic Kingdom. So. Oh, they've uh, fired up the grill, Jim, by the way. You can see the uh, the heat rising off of it. Jim, any, uh, any, any planned changes to the Liberty Square Riverboat? No, I, well, long range. There has been some discussions for the 50th anniversary to plus some of the show scenes along the river. But again, your challenge here is you're going to have a budget that you have to spend, spend across four theme parks, two water parks, multiple hotels, Disney Springs. And it's just that, that money, as, as big a chunk of change as Disney has set aside for the, you know, because again, you only have one 50th anniversary. It can only go so far. And this is one of the slower moving, lower capacity attractions in yeah, the park. It's, it's not a priority for anyone. Yeah. And how many times in the, over the past 10 years have they plus the mansion? Yeah. It's like if they, they spend money for the 50th anniversary in the mansion. It's not going to be on anything else in Liberty Square. Yeah, that's exactly. Jim, let's, uh, let's take a walk over to the Haunted Mansion and see what's going on there. Okay. I love this attraction. I've loved it since I first came here. The big success of Memento Mori. The gift shop. They have done so well with that that Disney loves that this is done as well as it has. In fact, if you talk to folks in California, they have actually supposedly kicked the tires of the idea of bringing a shop much like this to Disneyland because of how ridiculously well this does. Oh yeah, yeah. A couple of good things about it. Most of the things that you can buy in Memento Mori are Instagrammable, right? So they've got great social media appeal. Um, the second thing is, is it's unique, right? This isn't something that you're gonna find necessarily at any Disney store. It's unique to the park. It's unique to the ride. A really, really good, uh, good option there. But the other thing that's been fascinating lately is they have begun walking characters out of the mansion. I've seen that, right, yeah. For example, Constance, the bride in the attic, or for that matter, the, the girl on the tightrope in the stretching room. Right. They have become, and the thing is that Disney fans especially, uh, once they see them, kind of lose their minds. Right. It, it is still the much beloved attraction that it always has been. My complaint is there are too many Imagineers who actually like this attraction. I would really appreciate it if for a time we could just leave this alone. One of the reasons we stopped getting scene ones for attractions here at Walt Disney World was the scene one that was built here at the mansion. Oh, with the, uh, with the uh, things you could play in, the, in line. It was so expensive to maintain and it really uh, did not play well with international guests. They just did not get the concept. Really? As a direct result, people would be playing and have other folks blow by them in line and then get upset that I just lost my place in line. Exactly. I've, I've waited another minute or two now because of uh, because of these games that you made me play. Yeah. Or that you offered me. Right. I understand the point, but still. You know, when you factor in the whole, it's Florida, it's hot, it's humid, I'm exhausted, tempers get tempers. short. Exactly. So... Um, All right, Jim. Let's uh, let's do this. Let's uh, stop here for the show, and then we'll uh, we'll pick it up again in 
Fantasyland, the heart of the Magic Kingdom. How's that sound? That works for me. All right, folks, you've been listening to the Disney Dish Podcast with Jim Hill. Please go into iTunes or Stitcher and Raider Show and tell us what you would like to hear next. Don't forget, we are produced fabulously by Aaron Adams, who is somehow managing to put all of this stuff together for us. Thank you very much, Aaron. All right, folks, we'll see you on the next show in Fantasyland. <laughs>